social graces. We all strive as parents to ensure that our children know how to say please and thank you, wash their hands before meals, eat with the mouth shut, don't belch at the table, etc. But unfortunately with autism, social graces are not in abundance. But it's particularly difficult when you eat in a public place. Take Max, for example. He helps himself to whatever he wants whenever it suits him. He knows no limits. During a holiday in France one year, we were walking through a pretty village. You know the type. Little squares with restaurants, coffee and croissants and French bread on every table. Well, that for Max is like carte blanche. I'll never forget one day guiding him through a busy French square in a well-to-do holiday destination when he tried to help himself to an unsuspecting person's croissant. I ticked him off and glanced at the unsuspecting breakfaster and I had a heart-stopping moment when I saw it was the breakfast of a very well-known British actor. I pinned Max's arms to his sides whilst manoeuvring him in the opposite direction and marched him at top speed out of there. I've decided that tightly packed squares in the south of France where people enjoy an all-day alfresco experience would be Max's idea of paradise. So best to avoid these settings for the future. School do a lot of work in exposing the boys to public places, and part of the boys' learning was to tolerate cafes, bakeries and supermarkets. The staff would seek out the quieter ones that had an abundance of parking for the school bus. Imagine my horror one day when his teacher told me that Max wiped a few chips off the plate of a poor unsuspecting customer whilst he was walking by on one outing. I have to be honest, I was glad they experienced that and not me. His resourcefulness was very surprising given the fact that he gives the impression that he's not paying attention. Where food is concerned, this is a boy that can move with the speed of light. That freedom of food napping also exists when at home, as I've noticed he eyes up Joshua's food when the mood takes him. It's a case of making sure the boundaries aren't blurred when it comes to mealtimes. The boys know which seat to sit at and there is a place setting between them and that works well. We've had Josh in tears where Max has tried to snatch his food. A serious lack of empathy is the issue rather than Max being horrible. It's not deliberate on his part, he just doesn't believe he's doing anything wrong. However much I try to encourage them to use a knife and fork and spoon, they very often use their fingers. And so it's a case of reminding them constantly and modelling how to use the fork and spoon. Use of a knife can wait. Drinking is managed with the use of a sports bottle, but we do try normal tumblers, although Max tips the drink and not inclined to drink enough from a beaker. The thing with autism is that it's important to be able to transfer skills across different environments. For example, if they go out with school, they wouldn't have access to the cutlery and drinking beakers they have at home. To vary the utensils, beakers and crockeries they use is important, as otherwise I would be feeding their rigidity, and that would make them less flexible, which would cause more issues. Mealtimes can be a busy, messy business. Max is the messiest of the two, so it's a case of having a dustbuster at the ready, cleaning up as you go. We try to encourage them to put their used crockery and cutlery in the dishwasher after use. The saddest part of all of this is that there's no social chit-chat at mealtimes. I think that's what makes mealtimes what they are. Families sitting and talking about the day, a time for laughter and discussion, etc. The ability for them to sit and talk is something that doesn't exist, and so mealtimes are very much of the eat-and-go variety. As I write this, I'm aware of how many of you will think this is odd, when your own family circumstances would mean that a conversation around a dinner table would be very much the norm. If you envisaged complete silence and a whole lot of mess, then that's the way it is at Shea Parker. 
They are most definitely a work in progress. It is what it is, and our work in this area, along with many other aspects of autism, is far from complete. Someday, I hope the penny will drop like it has done with other aspects of their autism. One thing's for sure, there is always something to work on. For now, it's just very nice to hear Max say, Taku, which is his code for thank you, and for Josh to blow a kiss in appreciation. And that's good enough for me. Bon appétit.